Many of the stories in this series contain difficult subjects and traumatic events. Listener discretion advised. Still, you fit it up. As the chairperson of Portsmouth Pride and a significant public figure, the meaning of pride takes on a multitude of meanings and depth for Tally. As she tells us in her story, she wears a lot of hats. And getting to work with her, I could experience some of those through her story. It was a true moment of connectivity and community for myself as a fellow queer woman of colour, and I felt really lucky to be able to have that with her. I know that this was a really new environment for Tally and I really applaud how much she shared and how much she supported the other storytellers. Her story was an extremely personal examination of her existence as a queer woman of colour, society's perception of her and her journey to self-acceptance and further to self-love. We hope you have your listening hat on as we present Tally's My Pride. Hello. Hi, babes. Um, I'm going to try and go off book, but we'll see how it goes. Um, So, I guess... I don't really know where to begin. I know what I want to say, but it's hard for me to find the words. And this is because I'm a person that's used to wearing lots of different hats to navigate the world around them. And I guess... This all stems from how I was brought into the world. I was a half-caste in 1985, when that was an acceptable term. A half-caste. Half, not whole, not one nor the other, neither, neither, different. And as young people, we try to hide the things that make us different, and this can follow us into adulthood. My name is Natalia Nazreen Aslam, or Aslam, if you pronounce it properly. That's pretty hard to hide. But when I was eight or nine, my best friend at the time, she helped me with this. She called me Tamal, which over the years became Tally. And that was the first hat that I was given. And around about the same time, and my young years were pretty good, but I cut my arm and I had a scab. And as children do, you pick it. And when the scab came off, The skin was bright white underneath, and Caroline, my mum told me this, because as it's a happy memory, it's not stored in my memory banks, but Caroline looked at it and she said, if you're white underneath like me, then maybe I'm brown underneath like you. The way that children think. But things changed for me twice in my life, and the second time was on the 20, sorry, 2020, 2020, on the 25th of May, a man that I'd never met thousands of miles away from me was murdered. And this shook the world the day that George Floyd was murdered. And it shook me in a way that I never really understood at the time. But let's flash back. I'm 11 years old. And I'm going to see my dad. I'm excited, for want of a better word. My parents are divorced by this time, so I was always excited when I went to see my dad. 
and we were going to Manchester, which is where he grew up. We were going to go see my grandparents and my aunts, well, four out of the six of them. And we we're going to go and see my auntie's ape. And I feel like every single person has an aunt like her. When you are a child, she is terrifying. When you grow up, she is still terrifying, but just smaller than you remember. <laughs> um, she, she's like a tiny little Asian she-hulk, like you definitely don't want to make her angry. So, we got up to Manchester, we went out to this Indian restaurant, well, Pakistani, but same, same. And everyone was ordering their food, like super spicy curries. And I, I ordered a korma. Now, if you ask my dad, he would have said that I was a very quiet kid. If you spoke to my teachers or read my school reports, they would definitely tell you something different. It kind of goes like this. I did try and find school reports, but I think I threw most of them away. Uh, Natalia needs to apply herself and try not to distract her classmates. Natalia's marks would improve if she would pay attention and stop talking during class. I was mainly quiet because everyone was speaking Urdu, and that's not a language that I speak. So, we're in the restaurant with my family, I've ordered the korma, and everyone's chatting away. And I notice that the waiter comes over, up to my aunt. They have a very hushed conversation, and my aunt looks up and she goes, yep, that's right, it's for her. He came to check the korma. Then a couple of moments later, the owner walks up, and you know, he's a good friend of my aunt, but I see he's got the order book in hand, looking very confused, because there must be a mistake, a korma. And my aunt turns around and she goes, yes, it's for Natalia, the white one. She's ordered the korma. At that moment, I wanted the world to swallow me up. That was the moment that I realized to my family, I'm white. So I wasn't mixed race. I wasn't half Pakistani, I was white. I always thought that I had turned my back on my culture because it was a place that I never really felt that I belong. So that was what I was, I was white. And well, fast forward to my teenage years, I was going by Tally, a nondescript name for a nondescript person. And I was able to come out as gay, in case you didn't guess. <laughs> <laughs> My white privilege allowed me to come out as being gay without any fear. And the irony of this story is my Asian Muslim father had no issue with me being gay. It was my white Western mother who struggled. I mean, she's over it now. She comes to Pride every year, so. And my teenagers were great because I was just like everyone else. Not completely. I was the gay one or the lesbian, but I wasn't alone. I'd found a community. And don't get me wrong, we still got shit for it, because the world was homophobic back then. Less so now, but, you know, other issues. Um, but this was the first time my world shifted around about the same time in 2001, on the 11th of September. I don't know exactly where I was, some people do, but I remember thinking, things are never going to be the same again. 
I can't hide behind Tally forever. Not with a surname like Aslam. So teenagers, they're not the smartest bunch of people, but they can extrapolate. So Aslam, Islam, Muslim, Tally, Ban, and yeah, you heard me right. That was my nickname for a very short period of time. But I wasn't offended, because I'm not really a Muslim. I was just born one, and only half of my family are Muslim. During COVID, when George Floyd was murdered and the BLM movement happened, the whole world took stock of how we look at racism. And I have always felt I've never really been a victim of racism. I spent most of my life passing because I didn't feel connected to my Pakistani roots. The world, my family saw me as white, but the world, the world didn't. And up until that point, I hated my name, Natalia Nazarene Aslam, because I knew the inevitable question that was gonna come every time I started a new job, every time I went to a conference. The question that was gonna come, where are you from? Portsmouth? And then I wait. I wait to see if they're gonna play the game. Now for anyone who doesn't know what the game is, <laughs> it's how uncomfortable can I make this white person feel before they stop? And it goes a little like this. So uh, where are you from? Portsmouth. Oh. Okay. N Natalia, that's a really pretty name. Uh, where's that from? Oh, it's Russian. Oh, are you Russian? No, no, my mum just liked it. She watched a film in the 80s. There was a princess in a tower. Like she, she just liked it. Oh, uh, Where does your mum live? Uh, she lives in Spain. Oh, are you Spanish? No, no, she just retired there. And they, they keep digging and digging and digging. When what they really want to ask is, why are you brown? But they can't ask that because that's racist. But... All these little questions that they ask that point out my otherness, that point out the culture that turned its back on me. Apparently, all of these are fine. To my family, or my Asian family, I'm white. To the rest of the world, I'm brown. The connection that I have with my family is how the world sees us. The entitlement that the world believes it has to know why we are not white. But... What George Floyd taught me is no matter how much I try to pass, I am a person of colour. And that's not a term I ever would have used before. But most importantly, I am a queer woman of colour. And that is the hat that I choose to wear. Thank you. And that was Tally's story. Yeah, I think for me, it was one I went and watched both nights and I did cry both nights as well I can say quite happily Tally knows I cried because it really resonated with me on such a personal level um, that version of identity and queerness and feeling confident in one and not in the other and I think it's really difficult to come out there 
and tell people that and not know who's in the audience, who's going to receive it, how it's going to be received. And I think it's incredible that she did it and really put a story out there for lots of us mixed race people that live in Portsmouth and allow us to have something that we could all feel together in the space. And she's just so helpful as well as a participant to have like yeah. she was always offering us advice as downtown <laughs> how to do stuff yes. better uh, I mean we have a link tree now thanks very much uh, and getting to spend that time with her and you can see why she is the professional she is Absolutely. Truly. I think maybe that was the biggest challenge for Tally was allowing herself to be in the space and to be supported um, as a participant rather than feeling that she had to do something to earn her place in the room and her story is incredibly powerful and I can't relate to all of it but what I think is phenomenal about all of these stories is whether you share that experience and understanding or not if you do as Josh says and open your ears you also by the end of it have opened your heart and that makes such a big difference because if we get people listening then eventually we help to get people to improve their understanding and to be more empathetic and I think it's really powerful when somebody can stand there and tell you a story that needs to be heard and doesn't often get space yeah thank you Tally